Good morning. It's February 27th. It's a foggy morning in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The front of this morning's New York Times is a real study in how the more self-serious the paper gets about its role as a newspaper, the more it presents itself as a vibes paper. The lead story is, as Sweden joins NATO, Bloch asserts its resolve. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization may be an abstract entity made out of multiple different states, which are themselves abstract entities. Nevertheless, when you're writing the first draft of history, you can't just say Sweden joins NATO. You have to make NATO a person and give it an emotional state. Next to that, weary but hopeful, Ukrainians are unbowed. More vibes to mark the two-year anniversary of a war that the Ukrainians unfortunately are not winning. But they're not losing it either, necessarily. And so the Times reports, despite the death, destruction, and deprivations, a majority of Ukrainians remain optimistic about the future and even describe themselves as happy, according to independent polls. Down lower on the page, the business of childcare is back on the brink. More vagueness and personification in the headline, and under that, a truly terrible lead. Running a childcare business has long been a very challenging math problem. Many providers can barely afford to operate, yet many parents cannot afford to pay more. One thing you definitely want to do to introduce a front-page news story to describe some generic, unchanging underlying condition. The actual point of the piece is that what's new is the loss of pandemic support programs combined with inflation, making those pre-existing stresses much more acute. What's the point of the lukewarm start to the piece? Just stick it in the nut graph. On the other side of the page is a pretty decent, straightforward lead. The 93-year-old widow of a Wall Street financier has donated $1 billion to a Bronx medical school, the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, with instructions that the gift be used to cover tuition for all students going forward. Not entirely sure why they waited till the second paragraph to give the widow and the donor her own name, Ruth Gottesman, but they didn't trudge their way toward it with a long paragraph about the high cost of medical school these days. Inside the paper, on page A10, Biden convenes congressional leaders as shutdown looms. Did you know the country was headed for another potential government shutdown? It's on page A10, thanks to the Democrats' strategy of cutting a partial deal with House Republicans last time around, so that instead of the Republicans' intransigence on the budget, driving the entire government off a cliff and making front-page news for which Republicans would be blamed, their refusal to negotiate would now trigger a cascade of partial shutdowns, so whatever crisis they choose to create becomes less of a crisis for them personally. Below that, on page A10, is a story about the suicide by self-immolation of active-duty Air Force member Aaron Bushnell outside the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. to protest the ongoing slaughter in Gaza. There's been a lot of discussion about how much coverage Bushnell's protest suicide has gotten, comparing it to the famous 1963 self-immolation of Buddhist monk Thich Quang Duc to protest repression by the government we were supporting in South Vietnam. But although Thich Quang Duc's Protest suicide has gone down in history and legend as shocking front-page news with shocking front-page photographs that grabbed the attention of President Kennedy himself. The Times, at the time, gave it five short paragraphs on page six with no photo. So if we're comparing the Times to the Times, Bushnell got nine more paragraphs and three or four times as much space. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we'll talk again tomorrow.